Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. On today's program, we are going to talk about what it means to be a woman of God. Parents, if you are raising teenage girls, you know that the challenges they face in terms of um, living holy lives and being pure and um, being the, the women that God created them to be can be very, very difficult. So we are so blessed to have with us today three beautiful young Catholic women. They all come to us from Church of the Resurrection. So uh, let me just take a second to introduce them. We have Lexine. Hello, Lexine. Hi. And Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. Hi, Maggie. <laughs> Welcome to the three of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, would you agree that it's tough to be a woman of God or it's it's a challenge to be a woman of God in the culture you're living in right now? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the... Well, actually, we'll get more into it. I was going to ask, what are some of the obstacles? What are some of the challenges? But we'll get more into that as we go on. I I wanted to point out, I think there are some characteristics that a woman of God has or strives for, I should say. So I thought we could just go through each of those characteristics and you all can tell me sort of your experience with that or your struggles with that, that sort of thing. So the first thing I thought we should talk about is modesty. A woman of God is modest. Do you think that modesty goes hand in hand with holiness? Yes, I think so. You do, Lexine? Mm-hmm. Why do you why do you think that? I feel like if you're not dressed appropriately or you just kind of give off the look that you're not modest, it just shows that you're not as holy as maybe you want to be or you think you are. Okay. Caroline or Maggie, agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What what are the challenges though to being modest? The society that we live in today, there's all the clothes are mostly less modest so you it's hard yeah. to find like clothes that you like but that are also modest to wear to church right when you go shopping it's are hard. you like what am i supposed to buy especially shorts and skirts it's very hard to find appropriate clothing for church on sundays or just daily life yeah is. very few manufacturers are even making those things yeah um what are the cultural expectations on women in regard to modesty I feel like it's more like the more skin you're showing, like the better of a person you are, because that's how our society views it. But as Catholics, like we have a better sense of it and like society's view is skewed. Do Is that, let me ask you this. Is that a an expectation that men place on women or that women place on other women? I think it's both. Mm-hmm. And it's also what you place on yourself sometimes. So where do you get, so if you're going to place an expectation on yourself, Caroline, what what is influencing that or who? Like other people. So then you see all the girls in school and you're seeing what they wear and you're like, oh, I should be like them. So then you start dressing like them because that's like the first step somewhat to be like them. But it's not what you should dress like. Do you ever go the other way? Do you ever see a, a young woman who's just beautiful and modest, you know, and you think, actually, that's what I would rather do. <laughs> yes, they're nodding. They, they don't. <laughs> yes. They haven't figured out <laughs> that it's radio. Um, but I'm kidding. I do the same stuff. 
So there, so you do, um, so do you do that? Do you then say, you know what, I'm going to dress modestly even though my peers are not? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Do you get any like pushback for that? I mean, does anybody ever say, Maggie, why are you dressing so modestly? No. 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 Yeah, that's kind of my point. Like, why do we, we're not going to be chastised for not showing all of our skin when we dress. Yeah, but I don't know. There's it's a real um it's a real pressure to do what everyone else is doing. Um what do you think God's expectations of us are in regard to modesty? Or what is he calling us? How does I don't know, how does God want us to dress? I I know he doesn't really maybe speak to us that specifically when we ask him, but and why, I guess, is the bigger question. I think he wants us to cover up, like, as much as we can, not, like, going out in big suits covered up, <laughs> but just, like, cover up because you want to present yourself as um, a woman of God and not some, like, object of a man. So you want to be able to present yourself that you love yourself as much as God loves you. Do you and your parents ever argue about what, you should be wearing yes yeah maggie and caroline are like no not not really when i was younger because i when i was younger i wanted to fit in and be like the girls at school and the short shorts and i was not my parents were not okay with that and i thank them now and i would not be okay with that now but when i was younger i was in the mindset like caroline talked about of that's how the girls are dressing and that's how society is so that's how i wanted to be and I'm very thankful for that now that that's not the way I was able to dress when I was younger. I'm sure that's really encouraging for our listeners to hear you say that you're thankful yes. that your parents did not allow you to dress immodestly because it's a huge, huge struggle for lots of parents. And I think lots of parents end up saying, you know what, never mind, I'm losing this battle. So don't give up. Mm-mm. Don't give up the battle, parents. Okay, so a woman of God is modest. A woman is God of God is prayerful. Would you say that, well, that's a leading question because the answer is yes, but why is solid prayer life, a solid prayer life essential for a woman who is striving to be in a relationship with Christ? Let me ask it this way. Do you have any relationships, good, solid relationships with people with whom you never communicate? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it possible? Mm-hmm. No. no. Right. So tell me, let's talk. let's talk about prayer for a while. Tell me a little bit about your personal prayer life. How do you develop your relationship with Christ and maintain your relationship with Christ? I think for me, I was really grateful because um, when I was a little girl, my mom, every time before bed, um, we would say the Our Father, and that would be like our prayer time. And then we'd like give up intentions. And that just taught me from like a really young age that that's something you should incorporate into your life. And I was just really thankful that she did that for me. That's awesome that you are learning from a woman of God mm-hmm. how to be a woman of God. Yeah, that makes your the challenge for you. It makes the challenge for our kids that much easier if we're modeling that for them. They they don't have to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. What about you, Maggie or Caroline? How do you how do you build or maintain your relationship with Christ? Kind of like like seeing from as early as I can remember. My family and I have prayed together before meals and before bed. And when I was little, I can remember we would go through our days and say the good and the bad. And we'd always just attribute all of it to God and give it all up to him. So 
just throughout my whole life from the moment, I mean, from as little as I can remember, my family and I have prayed together, and that has helped me build my strong prayer life foundation. And I'm thankful for that, too. Maggie, you are affirming our listeners today. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work, parents. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about generosity because a woman of God is generous. But generosity takes a lot of different forms. I think, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you think of when you hear the word generosity? What's the first thing that pops into your head? Monetary value. Yeah. Giving yourself. Okay. Giving to others. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Just, yeah. Um generosity we can we can be generous toward those in need which is kind of what you are all referring to we can be generous toward family members and loved ones especially if it's difficult to be loving to some people especially family members um we can be generous toward other people who annoy us you know strangers people we don't know or people we do know um and in all of our actions we're called to be generous so who would you say has been most influential informing you to be a generous person well first of all are you a generous person (laughs) i will freely admit sometimes i'm not especially with the like when i'm annoyed with somebody sometimes i have a really hard time stepping back taking a deep breath and saying let this go. <laughs> be kind. Be generous. What about you? Are you guys easily generous or do, is it something you have to work at? And it's okay to say you're generous. You're not bragging because I'm flat out asking you. I think it's something that I personally have to work at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In regard to like giving of time and talent and treasure or in regard to people who are irritating you or like what? What? Or all of the above. All of the above at times. Yeah. So it's something that sometimes I have to think about and focus on in order to live it out. So if that's something you're struggling with, how do you, I mean, do you ask God for help with that? Or do you just say, oh, maybe I'll do better next time? Or maybe you haven't thought about it that much. No. <laughs> something to think about, right? <laughs> um. What about you, Lexine, Caroline? Would you do you feel like you're as generous as you'd like to be? Um, I agree with Maggie. I think it's something I need to work on, just with all of the above. Because sometimes, like when I have an attitude towards my parents, it's just like they catch it and I don't, and then it's kind of just like, well, I'll just do better next time. But you should, like, I should really incorporate like praying um, for that. But in terms of knowing, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to say something, no. Caroline. Okay, in terms of knowing about generosity and knowing that we need to be generous and knowing what different types of generosity we're striving for. How did you learn that? Who taught you that? Or what taught you that? First, it was my mom. Then when I joined Creed and like some of the youth ministry, I learned a deeper aspect of it, of how you can incorporate with church. My mom kind of just taught me the personal, not the church spiritually one so i think it was church and mom so when you say starting with your mom did she teach you by like telling you about it or teach you by showing you kind of like by example or both both yeah like we she would take me to volunteering whenever she volunteered like so it was mostly showing but then when she showed she would talk about it and and explain this is why we're doing this yeah 
I think I literally see your mom at every volunteer thing ever that is ever going on. (laughs) So you clearly have had a good example of generosity. What about you, Lexine and Maggie? How did you learn to be generous or learn about generosity? A big one right now, my cousin Mary last month became a sister and she has given up all of her possessions and completely given her life fully to God and trusted him fully. And being able to do that has just, it's made a huge impact on my life the past month. And I've thought a lot about it. Wow. What an awesome (laughs) example for you to have Mm -hmm. so close. Let's talk about Mary for a second. Not behind her back or anything. (laughs) So, because talk about a woman of God. I mean, I'm. Is that who you think when I say woman of God is Mary who loves to do? She's always. We've thought her whole life. My mom since her whole life growing up. We've thought that that's what she'd be called to do, and it was. And she followed through with it and listened to God and trusted God, and she's given it all up. And she family's a huge part of her life, and. Going into the sisterhood, these next few years, she's not going to be able to spend a lot of time with her family. And just trusting that and knowing that in the end, it will all work out and it's all God's plan. And she's just, it's amazing to me. And you know what? That is the cool thing. Like, sometimes if you're truly a woman of God, you'll be called to a religious vocation. But sometimes you won't. I mean, this is how God, this is God's plan. It takes all different Mm -hmm. types of women of God to build the kingdom. So that was just a side note. Do you, do you think our culture promotes, uh, I mean, our society promotes a culture of generosity? To an extent. Like, okay. We were taught to, from society, like give a little. Like what I've heard and what I've seen, it's been give some, not give all. Because I think society could have a better understanding of generosity and could have a better, uh, like, uh, a better show of generosity because most of us say that we're generous, but we're really not. Do you all have to get service hours for school? Yes. yes. Yeah. What, how is that explained? Like, what's the point um, of that? So you basically have to get 25 service hours or greater um, in order to graduate And I feel like a lot of kids just do it just to get those hours Mm -hmm. and they're not actually getting gratification out of it. And what I used for my service hours was Blessed Week Ever and Gospel Road, um, the two service projects we do. And I actually got like gratification out of those things. It wasn't just for the service hours. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, using, using it for the service hours at the time. So I think... A lot of like our society is just like, well, okay, it's a requirement, so I'm just going to fill the requirement and then never do it again. I always think it's such a conflicting, I mean, because obviously we, we have a service hour requirement for confirmation at our parish. The point of which is to form kids' hearts for service. I mean, it's the most basic thing we do as Christians is serve, right? So you have to serve in order to learn how to serve, you know? Um, but I always think, I, I always, uh, I ponder that a lot, and I ponder it from the school's perspective, too, because on one hand, there's this service hour requirement, but on the other hand, I feel like every other message is like, now get in the best college and get the best grades mm-hmm. and succeed best for yourself and be as successful as you can for yourself. And 
I don't know. Do you guys ever, you probably have never pondered that like I have. Does it seem like a conflicting message or does it seem like, what is the message, I guess, is my question. Be the very, very best person you can be. Make the very most money you can be, you can make. Mm-hmm. But think about other people sometimes. <laughs> Maybe I'm being cynical. I don't know. How do you fight that? How do you fight that? If that is sort of the mentality, how do you, how do you maintain a true spirit of generosity? Like just taking up opportunities and like we're on bus week ever right now and I already have my service hours. Like I don't Mm -hmm. have to be here, but I chose to be here because it gives me a sense of happiness to serve others. So like just, I don't know, you, you need to like think about why you're doing what you're doing. The first time you did a service trip, Mm -hmm. did you expect to want to do it again? No. (laughs) No, you just, so you, so the hours are Mm -hmm. a good thing. Like if you use them wisely, Mm -hmm. if you invest yourself Mm -hmm. in them. Okay. Uh, So um, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Lexine, with Caroline, and with Maggie, and we're talking about what it means to be a woman of God. And we've already talked about how a woman of God is modest, a woman of God is prayerful, and a woman of God is generous. And now I want to talk about one aspect of what it means to be a woman of God that, that might sound strange. So a woman of God is beautiful, <laughs> which the reason I say it might sound strange is because we're really trying to fight against beauty being an important thing, right? Women are trying to fight against that all day, every day, because we want to think that beauty has nothing to do with holiness. But if we think about it, woman was the pinnacle of creation, right? After God had created everything else, he was like, and now the best, right? And like saved the best for last, really. So I want to play this clip. This is a great it features Janet Sam, who is the style editor of Verily magazine. So I just want you to listen to what she has to say about beauty. Myself included, but all women really desire to be beautiful. They want to be attractive and they want to be desired in the best sense of that word. And that's a good thing, a really good thing. Um, it really reflects a deeper reality of who we are in the image and likeness of God. We're made in His image. We're made to be loved by love. And, you know, I think, I didn't didn't always know that. Uh, I had a really kind of backward sense of my own identity, my own worth, of who I am, and who I am as a woman, and my idea of beauty. It was a, a backwards equation where I thought, you know, getting attention from men meant that I was attractive. And if I was attractive, then I was beautiful. And if I was beautiful, then I was worthwhile. I was worth fighting for. And I think so many times we get that mixed up. Well, really, if you think about it, it's when we know that we are worthwhile, we know who we are and our dignity, that naturally attracts people to us. And it attracts people to our goodness. And that in and of itself is beautiful. So we kind of, I think, can get ourselves caught in this backwards equation, I think, of what it means to be beautiful and what it means to be worthy. So again, that was Janet Sam, the style editor editor of Verily Magazine. 
Would you ladies agree that women have a backward sense of identity? Yes. Yeah. Have you experienced that for yourself or witnessed that in other people? Or why, why would you agree with that statement, I guess, is the question. Just going back to the modesty thing, adding beautiful to that, it's one and the same almost because you want to be beautiful, but nobody really knows the true meaning of beauty. Okay, right. We're confused about yeah, yeah mm-hmm. about what beauty is. Where does that come from? Why do we think that way? Why are we backwards in our thinking? I think it's um, mostly because like t- t- TV and like um, all social media and stuff like that. They just um, skew our view of what beauty is, but beauty is really what God made us to be. We're all beautiful, and so it's just like how we view ourselves and some people think they're not beautiful and it's just mm-hmm. so even if you even if you personally Lexine and Caroline and Maggie even if you personally may struggle with that at, at your core you know that you were created by God and that therefore you're beautiful and you're worthwhile so how did you learn that how do you know that when so many people don't know that I think just having it like brought to me at a young age like my mom always told me that and it's just like something that's always stuck with me but then also like going to cross training and going to bible study and just being involved with the youth ministry it just like um it helps me like believe it better like it's not just something people are throwing out there like you're beautiful like it's something like i can actually believe do you find comfort do you find comfort in knowing that? Yes. Do you find, like, freedom, I guess, in knowing that yes. you don't have to be beautiful by anyone's standards other than God's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so also a woman of God is pure. I don't think it's any secret that this is in direct opposition to the cultural standard for women, right? <laughs> Society tells us that a woman is free if she is sexually liberal. She's normal. She has multiple sexual partners throughout her life. So for you, when did you first discover that this was a lie? Or did you just always know that this was a lie? I think just like all TV shows that we watch, even if they're not even like bad TV shows, they're just like there. Like every show incorporates sex somehow. Like they just find a way to put it in the plot and it's all normal. (laughs) So, So when you see that, do you recognize... That's not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you know that? Why do you recognize that? Youth ministry again. Yeah. It since I just joined like this year, it's brought so much light to literally everything. And that one thing would be purity. Because before it was T V shows again. There's always that one character that was like having lots of sex and stuff. <laughs> and then after youth ministry, you think there's something not right to this because that one character always ends up lonely. So then you're, and then you, they don't have any connection to God usually. No, none of these shows really do. So having, knowing that this is, what it's supposed to be it's you see these shows and you're like this you just kind of know something's changed that it's wrong 
Do you feel like this question's for any of you, Caroline or Maggie or Lexine? When you really realized that fully, did you feel liberated or free with did that I mean, did that information make you feel off the hook, I guess? Do you know what I'm asking? Like, so you're being raised in this culture where sexual liberation is celebrated. And I, I find a lot of times with g- girls that I work with, when they learn that it shouldn't be, they get relieved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think because, like, we know that. We just know it in our hearts. That's what God, God wove into our hearts, purity. And so when we learn that there's an alternative, you know, when purity is an option, it, I find that a lot of girls really feel liberated by that. So, um, okay. And speaking of purity, that's my last point. A woman of God is, oh, no, we just did a woman of God is pure. Okay. A woman of God is faithful. That's the last point. So how do you ladies practice and live your faith? Just kind of week to week, day to day. How do you practice and live your faith? I go to Bible study every Wednesday, um, cross-training during the school year, because during school, especially in high school, it's very hard to like keep a structured um, faith life, and um, cross-training just really helps. You get to like learn, and you get to be with other peers that are your age and that have the same beliefs as you. Does that help you, all of you, to be surrounding, surround yourself with people who... Yeah, like like seeing Bible study, cross-training, and then I'm on the peer ministry team, so I get to try to make the impact that youth ministry has made on me on younger children and having that effect, I hope that I do. But it's so amazing that you're influencing these young women's lives like that. And then also on the day-to-day basis, most of my friends at school also are Catholic, so we talk about our faith sometimes. And then when we're going through hard times, we work through those together. So Awesome. Well, thank you to the three of you for being here and for sharing, for inspiring. We're going to close with a, with a Hail Mary to the woman of all women. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full of grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Sanctity